Okay, so on today's episode, I wanted to talk to you and our audience about becoming an adult. Um, I found this topic interesting because I'm 23, I'm about to turn 24, and I had this time where, when I was younger, that when I turned 18, that I would just know what's happening, what's going on in the world. And uh, well, I turned 18 and nothing changed. And I was quite surprised by that. I was like, oh, okay, I, I really, I don't know. I just thought that I would magically know what was happening and how everything worked. So I thought it was an interesting topic to talk about today. And I have uh, a few questions here that we can go over. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So the first question is, what is defined as an adult? So when you Google adult definition, uh, Google defines it as a person who is fully grown or developed. And, uh, you know, an adult, in, 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 in my opinion, is a person who is mature. So I like that they put developed because you can have a person who's fully grown. So someone who's reach the maximum height that they can, um, you know, has become an adult in the, the way a baby grows into an adult, right, physically. But mentally, you can be completely underdeveloped and unable to, to actually be mature. So that is what Google defines, a person who is fully grown or developed. Um, so yeah, what what is defined as an adult for, for you? For me, that is an interesting question. So how I would define adult, um, and it might not necessarily be, um, you know, everybody's version, I am someone who is very privileged um, to say that I am not an adult yet. I have plenty of people looking after me, taking care of me. Um, and I think you can't really understand what it means to be an adult until you look back over your shoulder and no one is holding on you know when your when your parents would teach you how to ride a bike and they'd be holding mm -hmm. on to the back seat yeah and you know eventually you'd look over your shoulder and nobody would be there they'd be like blocks away yeah you're kind of alone yeah um you know i'm someone who i think i'm looking over my shoulder and i still have people that are helping me along my way mm -hmm. and i think the point at which you become an adult is the point where you turn around and you know, not only are your training wheels taken off your bike, you are looking over your shoulder down the block and, you know, nobody's there. Mm. The only person who's going to catch you when you fall and scrape your knees and pick your bike back up is you. Mm. You are solely dependent upon yourself to, you know, deal with yourself financially, emotionally, and take care of yourself. That's that, a good point. That I, makes sense. No, no, I like that. So you're basically defining an adult as someone who's able to take care of themselves financially um, and essentially make sure they're independent from 
their support system, as in they can support themselves alone, uh, which I do find interesting. Yeah, because, you know, I, I specifically relate that to, you know, for me, um, I was fortunate enough, I didn't have to ha- like pick up an after school job or anything when mm-hmm. I was in high school. I played a lot of sports and I did a lot of school activities, so it would have been really tough had I you know, had to come home from soft, a softball game at, you know, 7 or 8 p.m. and then go and then do a job and then wake up again and then go back to school in the morning right. um, in high school. And I had a lot of friends who, you know, weren't as lucky and they didn't really play sports or do after school programs because they did have to pick up a job. They didn't have parents or resources to fund them to take care of them to make sure they had things in their lives that they needed school supplies or whatever you know cash to go hang out with their friends Mm. it wouldn't be weird if I asked my mom for money going out the door to the movies or something but for them you know they were as soon as they turned 16 they were getting jobs and some people will try to get jobs even younger because they don't have a support system or parents that they can depend on for money and things like that. So I think the moment you have to look at things and make decisions for yourself about your life, you venture into adulthood. The moment you get your first mm-hmm. job, you venture into adulthood. But are you getting your first job just because, you know, you really want to buy something special for yourself and your parents are still covering all your meals and there's that roof over your head? Mm-hmm. Or are you working jobs to get out of, you know, an unstable home where you don't have the resources you need? No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, To kind of elaborate on that. So it's someone who is financially independent, but are you trying to say that it's somebody who is essentially, so like, for your example, a high schooler who's doing a job. There's two types, right? I'm sure there's more, but in my mind, there's only two types. One person who's doing the job because they just want some extra money to buy some things that are for fun. Yeah, something fun. Um, and another person who's doing it to literally survive because their family needs the money. They need food on the table. They need... So in my personal opinion, I would say that person is more of an adult than the person who's making money just to make money and spend it on fun things. Um, yeah. I think there is a middle ground where you have people who are okay and they are making money they are aware that they don't need to make the money to survive they can save some of it away but also use it on important things and they can have some financial um freedom from that which i think is pretty cool yeah absolutely i think the 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 main thing is really just the way that you venture into adulthood Mm. and i do believe that there are plenty of people who are not so fortunate to have that padding and are venturing into adulthood a lot earlier than you know you would you would prefer your own kids right to venture so uh, another fun part about this conversation is as you said right and i'm in agreement that you become an adult based on um the experiences and um essentially what life throws at you and obstacles that you overcome. But what is funny is legally you are an adult um, by the age of 18, at least in America. But what I find fascinating, and I did some research, 
Uh, very quick though, so don't you know? <laughs> don't use this as uh, the the source of um, I guess everything, but essentially there are different places in the world that legally define you as an adult, and that is called um, the majority, the, the 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 rule of majority. So you become an adult, and now you have some legal power. So you gain that legal legal power to be able to make your own decisions to be in control of your finances so before you were uh, 18 you didn't have as much control over your finances your parents had a lot more control over you legally speaking like if you didn't want your child to be hanging out with somebody who was rude or gross or somebody you just didn't think was good for them you can legally um, obtain um, essentially like a uh, something through a lawyer I don't know exactly what it is but you can get legal standing and say yeah you cannot come near my my child which is so fascinating to me but as soon as that person turns 18 they can choose to do what they want so if it's like a boyfriend or something that the parents really don't want the daughter to be around or something like that they can legally say I don't want you to be around my daughter but as soon as she turns 18, she can do it. So I thought that was quite interesting. But another funny thing is globally, the consensus seems to be that 18, the age of 18 is when you legally become an adult. But there are other countries around the world which are different. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And, and I'm sorry, just to clarify, when you mm. say 18, you are specifically referring to here, the U.S., I am specifically referring to here the U.S., but also the consensus is the majority of countries okay, okay. have um, 18-year-olds. So the age of majority is what it's called, right? So that is basically when you can become legal and everything. And I got this map, and you should take a look at this map if you're listening to the podcast. It's just on Wikipedia. Um, it was made... Um, ages of majority in 2023 so i thought that was pretty interesting but it was created in uh on the 19th of april 2021 so i don't understand why there's two conflicting pieces of information here but this is a map right so the map shows green is 18 um but you have some countries orange orange is 21 so some countries only recognize you legally as an adult when you turn 21 and some uh, legally recognize you as an adult when you're 16. So it's really interesting to see that a lot of the like um, Indonesian countries see you as an adult yeah. when you're 16, which I thought was really interesting. But what's fascinating is some states in, the, in, in America have different age limits. So for example, Nebraska, and I don't know what state this is, is 20. Um, and then you have another state, which is 21. That is interesting. Isn't that fascinating? I had no idea about that. So you have these, these states. But I think, you know, that, ma- that matters whether or not you're talking about something on a state level or a federal level. Oh, right. Yeah. But then also a national level, right? So for example, in the United States, there's a law that says when you're 21 years old, uh, you can begin drinking. But if you're 18 and you fly to a European country or the country I'm from, South Africa, you can drink legally because you're 18 years old. So I find it so fascinating how we play with ages and how we define people as adults through age. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can actually, um, if you are 
an American flying on an international flight <laughs> to a country. You are right. You are right. Where about that. the drinking age is eighteen, you can drink on the um, the plane that departs to the international country. But you cannot drink on the one that departs back to the U.S. And so I'm sure you've had this fun experience before since you seem to know that information. I am assuming that um, the flight, and correct me if I'm wrong, the flight that went from the United States to an international country, was that flight uh, like American Airlines? Was it an American um, um, you know, airline? I- do not actually remember the exact airline. Mm. Um, I, I, it was it was quite a long time ago. I wasn't the one who um, was drinking. It was one of one of my cousins oh, on the airplane. Okay. So I was like, "Oh, it's funny, you know. You can do it here, but you cannot do it yeah. on the on the way back." And yeah. I just thought that I thought that was really no, it's really interesting. It's pretty pretty entertaining. Or actually, you know what? It could have been it could have been Ireland, but I don't know where we flew, like what airline we used to fly there. Um, mm. So I couldn't I couldn't clarify. But I remember being um, sixteen in certain um, small towns in the United States. Um, they'll serve, and they make jokes about this, but they say they'll serve you if your eyes, you know, rise above the bar counter. Yeah. It's 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 a joke, but that, there no, we could funny, um, there we could drink as long as there was a consenting adult, which is very interesting. That's so very if there's a if there's a parent that consents to the the drink kind of being put into the hands of this minor this child, yeah, um, then it's allowed. So it kind of depends, you know, how conservative your family was. But the time you get sixteen, they're like, well, you know, you're nearly there anyway. Um, but obviously that changes from household to household but i do i do find the age thing particularly interesting when you um when you come to places like the u.s when you're thinking about voting Mm. drinking driving and serving in the military so it's very interesting you can oh as well as obtaining your first job so legally you can obtain your first job or should you know at the age of 16 yeah you can drive and obtain a learner's permit yeah. at that time as well. Actually, yeah, so you can obtain a learner's permit when you're 15, and then you cannot obtain your license, I believe, until you turn 16. Yeah. Um, however, you cannot vote until you're 18. Mm-hmm. You cannot serve in the military until you're 18, but you cannot drink until you're 21. Mm-hmm. That is particularly fascinating that you, you know, were willing to send you know, these young men and women at the age of 18 to go serve abroad, um, you know, go into war-torn countries. But, you know, at the end of the day, after all the stress and trauma they've gone through, they legally cannot have a drink, you know, to wash it all away. It's kind of, um, you know. That's actually really funny that you say that. So I'm interested by that. So we're talking about when people turn into adults, right? So... As you said, there's some funny things about becoming an adult and how people essentially, like if you see a kid going to work, you're going to be like, that's weird. That's child labor. But as soon as you reach a certain age, you know, let's say that this person looked like a kid, right? And you went up to them like, hey, you can't work here. This, that's child labor. And the kid was literally like, no, I'm actually 34 years old. 
you know, I I look like a kid, but it's just you know my genes. I just look really young. Damn. You know that I think is just so funny that it's a number that matters. But I think the reason why we give the number more importance is age of experience, right? So we've we we value, okay, you haven't. The eighteen-year-old, you have someone who's older. The older you are, the more experience you have. The more adult experience you have, right? You're that, supposed to have. You're expected. Exa- to have. You're expected to have, uh, which I find funny. But going quickly back to your um, the legal age of drinking. So I, what I found interesting is I actually changed it because um, teenagers drink a lot of alcohol. Are you referring to the U.S.? Uh, specifically to okay. the United States. Yeah. And um, they wanted to change the drinking age to 21 because a lot of drunk driving accidents were happening because people were drinking, you know, the kind of stupid 18-year-olds. Oh my gosh, haha, let me drink and drive. You know, I think people still drink and drive, but the older you become, the more mature you become, and the more likely you're not going to do something stupid, right? I mean, we've done many stupid things as children. And as you get older, you seem to realize, oh, doing these things are not in my best interest. They actually cause a lot of harm, not only to me, but the people around me. So, yeah, I thought that yeah, was Yeah, absolutely. Was and it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, right? Um, the older we get or, you know, uh, as we get older, we are assumed to obtain you know more responsibilities more experience Mm -hmm. and thus become more mature but when you look at things like for example you know drinking and driving um but more more recently and in in the world um texting and driving and you would assume both things you know children you know kids who are driving in their cars 16 17 18 they're doing underage drinking or they're texting and driving because we can never get these kids off their phone. They're TikToking while they're driving vehicles. Um, and it's funny, that is the way you would think. You would think the more mature a person gets is equated, can be equated to the older they get. Mm. But the people who, and I can't speak for drunk driving, but I remember the statistics when I was a young person learning how to drive is that the majority, and we did like a poll, one of those poll things where everyone answers, you know, and then it goes up on the border, whatever the yeah. hell. And like or something. it was, um, yeah, it was, what age bracket do you think the majority of texting te- drivers who are texting while driving are? And it is actually not your 16, 17, 18 Can I guess it? What, are, what, are, what is the bracket? It's like It was when I learned how to, that was years ago. Um, but it was your parents you know it was uh-huh. these people who are in their 50s and 60s yeah. these motherfuckers addicted to facebook but they're <laughs> you know they're texting and driving because they believe oh you know i do have that maturity i do have that age level of experience where i don't need to be looking at the road as long i've been doing this for years you know you say hey dad do you really think you should be like texting don't you think you should be looking at the road and, you know, they huff you off because you're someone who's young and inexperienced and they believe yeah. they are mature and they're, they know what they're doing. They it's don't need to hear from some, kid, from some kid what they're doing is right or wrong. They believe that they do have enough experience. Like, I can drive a car just fine. You know, I could do it while drinking a soda. I could do it while, 
you know, texting. Mm. And it's really just not the case. A distracted driver is still a distracted driver no matter what influence you're under. Um, So it is fascinating that people who are perceived as adults take that on as... I, like I know better than you, yeah. And I oh think that's actually God, I, a, that. I think that's a huge a huge fault that we have in the people who are older than us. You assume because they assume that they know right, and you don't yet because you don't have the age or level of experience or life experience that they do. Mm. That they're always going to be in a position that's above you. And I actually think that is the point. When you reach the point and you start questioning the people who have have supposed to have been That's adults the whole time in your life, you know, telling you right from wrong and you're like, wait, actually, you know, what you're doing is wrong. wrong yeah. That's one of these these foundational moments in your life where you're like, I am becoming an adult because I can look at what this adult is doing and realize that it's wrong or realize that they're hurting people around them or realize they're not as much of an adult as I thought they were. Mm -hmm. They're actually quite immature. They're doing X, Y, or Z. And these are the things that are hurting people around them or damaging society or damaging planet earth. You know, that's when you realize, Oh, you know, not I guess you're not as grown up as I thought you thought were you because are, yeah. you're still growing up. You're still learning these things that I somehow ha- have begun to learn on my own. Right. And that's like the breaking point. I think there's several like along the course of your life. I don't think I'm not an adult, but I don't think any of us are as fully realized adults as we might Absol- think. Oh, we are. absolutely. I know. I definitely think there's different levels of being an adult. So the the, the discussion we'll definitely have today is... Um, when you are a teenager, you, you are a child, you become a teenager, and then you become an adult. That passing phase, which I think I've gone through, I can say I'm quite comfortable to say that I am an adult now, um, in the sense of responsibility, financial um, freedom, you know, also working really hard to make sure things are going well. Um, but also being self-aware, being aware of the world around me, being conscious of the decisions I make and how they affect people on the planet. Uh, these are things that I'm aware about and constantly thinking about. And I think that's that's important as an adult. Because if you're not thinking about other people or the world and how your actions affect other people, then you're not as high level of an adult, right? So there's definitely different levels of being an adult. But uh, now moving on to the next question, which is the history of being an adult, more of a statement than a question. But it's an interesting topic because from the research I did, you know, being an adult legally at 18 is actually a fairly recent thing. Um, I believe it happened in uh, uh, the 1970s, actually, when it became that you were legally an adult at 18. In the United States? In California, specifically. Okay. So that's uh, what I was able to read. There's not a lot of information about... Uh, I mean, I'm sure there is, but I was just skimming... Um, about the history of being an adult. Because what's fascinating is, if you think about it, right? Let's go back to the essentially the start of the Industrial Revolution. You had these children who, as soon as they were able to, both mentally and physically to work they were expected to work so they were considered 
not adults, still children, but now they're working. So what was interesting is the definition of becoming an adult, at least during that time, uh, is someone who is adolescent or someone who is changing from being a child into adult through puberty, which I thought was so fascinating. So you become an adult based on your, essentially your ability to be sexually reproductive, which is super interesting, especially back in that time, you know, because you would now as a, a, a further generation and more modern and aware of, okay, maybe child labor is not the best practice in the world. You can see that, okay, being an adult is going to work, making money and being financially um, independent. Back then, you know, going to work as a kid, that was seen as not being an adult, right? You can be a kid and you can go work, doesn't matter. You're an adult when you become uh, sexually reproductive. So... I thought that was quite fascinating. Is this, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Is this something that you specifically read or yeah, just yeah. something? Okay. Yeah. It was just interesting, like the history of being an adult uh, or becoming an adult. So different stages in history, people see adults differently. Yeah. Right? So and like, you know, I think that has a lot to do with, I mean, not just, you know, the age that you kid your body is very mobile and you're able to pick things up from one spot in another right. and now you can be used as labor right you know it also mattered that life expectancy during that time correct you know there was a certain brevity that we were facing when it came to how long we were going to be living and if you have people who are you know perishing in their late 30s and early 40s obviously by the time you become 10 11 12 you're going to be very in depth in in your life already because yeah. you you know it's one fourth over. Yep, one third actually. <laughs> well, maybe you make it to forty. Oh, maybe you'll make it to forty. Yeah, maybe you make it to forty. So you have not only you know child laborers, you have child brides, you have, yeah. um, you know these these very young immature people getting married for the sake of you know, that's the way things were. You got married, you, you know, found another small child, got married, got a home, got, both were working or one was working, you know, and the other were producing children, you know, by the time that they were 16, 17. And that's just the way that things were. And people didn't bat an eye because that is how society needed to be based on how long we were living. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, that's, that's, that's before the industrial revolution. That's in the farming era. You have people out in the field, oh, yeah. small, young people doing jobs, you know, climbing into spaces they could only fit in, um, during the industrial, uh, revolution, especially, um, you know, in London, in the UK, they had these children who were like eight, nine, I don't even Chimney know, younger, sweepers. and they were climbing into mm. chimneys as chimney sweeps because their small bodies could could fit. Oh, that's insane. And I'm sure that's not the only job that they could be specially tailored oh, to due to their small sizes. I, I know that there are also children miners because they could get it through tiny, you know, smaller holes. You don't have to dig, dig as big of a hole um, to get to the oars, which is super interesting. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, um, 
I, I don't know that they were necessarily related in time, but, you know, there were also people, it, the steel mills, for instance, I believe um, everyone, they worked in 12-hour shifts, and yeah. then as soon as, it could be longer, I think it was longer, actually, mm-hmm. um, so that it, so that you'd have coverage as soon as one, it was longer, because that way, as soon as you had people leaving, there were already people reporting in for their day to start, or their, yeah. you know, 18 hours to start. And as, you know, labor regulations and stuff became more of a thing and people were not at the point of forming unions, but at the point of, you know, saying, hey, this isn't right. Hey, you know, we're we're tired. We're not getting paid enough for the work we're doing. Mm -hmm. And also my son is here and he's six years old, you know, like, hey, just so you know, also these children are dying in these horrible. I mean, there were so many accidents and Mm. stuff. Um, you know, because there weren't these labor regulations as they are now to ensure that practices that were going on in these factories were safe. So you had children dying. And of course, you know, that's also going to wean off that life expectancy. Oh, yeah. But yeah, based on your the expectations and what's happening in society and, and culturally, you are going to have these roles and certain attributes of people at different stages of their lives you know, acting more adult than, you know, you should when you're 11 and 12. I remember, I think I read that uh, Edgar Allan Poe, um, he married like his 12-year-old cousin or something. No. Yes. No. Yes. Disgusting. But it was like a thing. You married your cousins and you married when you were 14, 15, 16 and you had children and, you know, now we have, you know, these women who are turning 35, 36 and people are turning to them like, oh, hey, you know, you're an adult now. You're expected to get married and have children. Um, and, you know, they they'd kind of like scoff at like what we're doing here now. Mm-hmm. It's it, but it's it's culturally, you know, it's it's how society changes and how we move and groove with the changes that are going on around us. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, women are interested in their profession and working and doing what they're doing and building their lives um, that aren't the same lives they would have built, you know, in the 1940s and 20s and so on. Mm. So it's a different expectations all around. Yeah, no, absolutely. So as time goes on and as society changes, you know, the definition of being an adult changes with it. So I just thought that was so fascinating from the Industrial Revolution you know, keep on going basically until uh, the 1970s and onwards. That's when, you know, becoming an adult was truly defined. And hey, this is, you're an adult when you're 18, which I find so funny. But I think with the progression of labor laws, um, also laws for education, you know, you have to make sure your children are educated. I appreciate all the hard work that those people did in the beginning. Because yeah, like you said, during the Industrial Revolution, there were, I mean, I read a story about this girl who was getting too close to a textile machine and her hair was not tied up and her hair got stuck in the machine and it literally ripped her scalp off. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got the image. Yeah, absolutely terrible. So I'm pretty grateful for those people. But yeah, uh, now, now moving on to... I think we already kind of talked about this, but maybe we can just quickly do a summary, uh, you know, a little bit of a summary on what would you define as an adult? So for me, an adult is definitely someone... I thought that was our whole opening. Hey, that, well, the, the opening was actually... Uh, yeah, right, oh, right. my word, you're right. Oh, my, my bad. Oops. Oops. <laughs> I have 
What are, what are we do? Oh no! What is defined as an adult was the oh, beginning. Right, uh, right. What would you define as an adult? So if I'm looking at my mother, who I absolutely love, um, you know, when I was a kid, I would define someone who was an adult who was basically older than me. Um, Anyone? If, well, anybody older than me, like you know, and I knew they were eighteen and above. Okay. I mean, even even teenagers, I kind of thought they were adultish you know okay. uh when i was when i was a kid grown yeah grown yeah exactly not necessarily adults but you knew that they were bigger than you mm-hmm. you knew that they were stronger than you you knew that they had more knowledge than you so i assumed am, assumed all assumed all assumed and um it was quite intimidating as yeah, uh, as a as a child sure. to be surrounded by adults i never really liked talking to adults i was always very shy um i only liked talking to adults in my life that i trusted so i was always told you know stranger danger blah 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 but my mum my dad um my stepmother my stepfather those are the main adults in my life that i was very comfortable with also authority figures are people who i became very comfortable with as a child like teachers for example, teachers I loved. I love teachers. There are only a few teachers that that made me uncomfortable, but not in a, not a bad way. But you know, they were just not nice teachers. Sure. But I was very comfortable with teachers, no matter how rude they were. I looking back at it now, there was definitely a few teachers in my life that were probably not the best adults. Honestly, like they sure. probably did not know what was going on at all. But they were. Um, teachers and adults so i think um yeah defining as a child the definition of adult is essentially like in my mind at least when i was a kid an authority figure who was there to guide you who was there to help you and support you um and i was aware of adults that were bad adults you know stranger danger evil adults be careful there's bad guys out there but the definition of the bad guy was honestly pretty stereotypical you know prejudice and racist if i have to be completely honest not not great at all you know so i would say you got to look out for that sometimes especially when you're growing up but uh another thing i would define as an adult so like when i became a teenager uh still you know those authority figures but now you're more aware of their their beliefs and what they think and how they react to certain situations so um i would say like i started to realize that my mom for example i love her so much but yeah she's i started to realize that she was just a human being she wasn't this almighty figure seen as an adult she is in in fact a just a person uh like me still with more power than me you know, i mean financial power she can buy anything she, she's an adult right she's making money i'm making nothing she's able to drive a car she's able to go drink and do things um but i realized that she had soft spots you know that i never knew that she had before weaknesses uh but not weaknesses just um kind of like uh weaknesses in her armor so you always see these adults wearing like such tough shells they they're not really as open as children i remember like being a kid and going up to other kids and be like do you want to be my friend you know and then we were friends and then that was pretty much it but with um with with adults it's a lot more difficult to be as friendly and open and um 
essentially just being like that in, in my mind. Um, so I would definitely define a, a, an adult now as someone who is financially independent, um, well-rounded, um, humble, right? Very important to be humble and uh, honestly just kind. Just be kind. You don't have to be so aggressive and emotionally intelligent, right? Emotional intelligence as an adult uh, is really important. It makes you mature, right? You can be intelligent, but emotionally stupid and do really dumb things with your emotions. But yeah, that's what I would define someone who's an adult. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, just personally, mm. that was a lot. Um, I'm just trying to... Okay. No, you don't have to respond to all of it. I'm um, just I just, this is a conversation. But I just don't really like adult. Everything you just described to me, mm. right? Mm. You are self-sufficient. You are emotionally empathetic and understanding of the people around you. Mm. You are respectful. You are able to take care of yourself financially and otherwise. Um, and all around, you are a good person. Mm. This is what you just defined as an adult. We're yes. bringing it back to you. Yes. It just sounds to me like, you know, a decent human being. Yes, a decent human and being. And I think that there is a lot of pressure and weight. Obviously, that comes with being a good person, right. just generally. But specifically attached to this concept of adulthood. There's a lot of seriousness and stoicism. And you need to make sure you're doing the right thing. And you're getting a job. And you're carrying a briefcase. And you look important. Even though, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And the guy next to you <laughs> no doesn't know what you're doing. So there's so many expectations that we are all meant to carry with us into adulthood, mm. you know, as we venture out and get on the train and figure out where our stops are. That, you know, we all look around thinking that all these people labeled as adult, you know, have come to this, you know, what do they say? Like in Buddhism, like you have the realization or whatever, like you come to... You come to mm -hmm. and you reach the point and, you know, someone stamps your little punch card or whatever and it says adult now. And you're you like, okay, I'm an adult now. But, you know, I think that adult is, you know, adulthood is a standard that we're all trying to reach, looking at all the people around us, expecting that they've already reached it. They have their dream job. They're with their partner. This guy's getting married, you know. But we're all kind of just working toward, like, humanhood. <laughs> and okay. yeah, yeah. we're all looking at other people thinking, oh, you know, you've reached adulthood. And I'm just kind of, like, at this weird place. I'm adulting, but I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. And that guy is sitting across from you, also on the train, looking at you, thinking you know what you're doing. And yeah. you haven't gotten a clue. Yeah. And I think that's the point of realization that we all come to, you know, when you when you reach these these foundational parts of 
going to college, not living under your parents' roof anymore, when you first get your license, when you get your first car, when you're in your first relationship. These are all foundational aspects that we attach to, you know, oh, he's growing up, you know, my son's got a girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. But like, <laughs> these are just person, it's personhood. It is becoming who you yeah, are. And I don't really think, you know, I mean, we all hope to achieve everything that we ever want to in life, right? Because you only get one and it's not as long as it, it could be. Um, Longer but than you 30 know, years though. <laughs> Yeah, our life expectancy is it's looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, we're all trying to reach adulthood at this rapid pace. I remember being 14, just like, I want to be able to drive a car and hang out with my friends. And, you know, my parents weren't, like, super limiting over what I could do. I was very lucky for that. But, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted these things because we all have this irrational desire to grow up at this at this pace because you just want to get it and you just want to understand what's happening around you and you just want to look at you know hey look at me i got the stamp of adulthood look at me like mm. i figured it out but we all just spend our lives trying to figure it out and we'll keep falling and keep making mistakes and you know going the wrong direction and winding up turning ourselves around over and over again because that's what personhood is that's what figuring yourself out is and in the moment you like stand up in front of the class and say I'm an adult you know I, I've stopped taking that 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 word so seriously because I really don't believe it mm -hmm. I think that you know okay so you're married and you have kids and your kids you know you sent them off to school and now you have to figure out how to become an adult in a different way. You know, your your kids are gone. So what are you doing that's making you seem like a grown-up now? Mm. And then, you know, one day you think, like, okay, I'm, now I'm living retired life and whatever else. And I'm 60-something or, you know, if you're lucky. And, you know, your parent dies. Yeah. And now you have to cope with another type of adulthood one where the person who always looked out for you is is literally physic physically no longer there mm. to to guide your decisions no longer there to be a, a baseboard for your thoughts or your ambitions or your hopes or your dreams or whatever else you talk to those types of people about and you are there just standing alone and that's another type of adulthood. But moreover, it's just a type of personhood. You're always going to be changing at a rapid pace. But I think somewhere along the road, you determine that growing up really fast, you know, isn't all that it's cracked up to be. And I think that's maybe like in itself a little bit of a realization of adulthood. Like when you realize, oh, you know, actually this sucks. I just want to be a child again. <laughs> that's when you're really like max, max point of I, and not all of it right. not all of it is this horrible dreadful thing but i think the people who walk around really high and mighty with the adulthood stamp you know also got that like childhood magic like ripped out of their back ripped, yeah i will say um I, I i i i would say that at least from there's this show that I forget the name of, but we watched it actually. It's one about the girl and the star. Like she was trying to catch a star. I forget exactly how it, how it went down. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful animation. It's a very simple animation. But 
and also in video games I play, there's some video games that are also animated really well, like Little Nightmares, where you have these little children, right? Okay. And you have adults that seem to be just sucking the life out of everything. They mm. are gray, they are dark, they are... Um, brooding. Yeah, brooding. And just like slumped, um, just terrible. Honestly, they look like monsters. They look like something you don't want to be near. Yeah. They suck the soul out of life, out of, of being a human being, right? Of course, not all adults when, when you come back, but I would say that becoming an adult and getting a job and everything has the capability of sucking the life out of you, your childhood. Absolutely. And I would say your childhood is the honestly the majority of your soul you should really look after your childhood and go out and have fun and play games and be silly because that's important if you don't have that then you're just an empty shell just going to work and yeah you might have a fancy car yeah you might have a lot of money yeah you might have the apple brooch um which is hilarious because we're watching big mouth but you have nothing at the end of the day because you don't have being a human being like you know so i thought i think that's really really fascinating uh but the the show now i really gotta find the show oh my word i don't even know the name of yeah it. we'll look it up but i think that's that's definitely true like i don't ever want to be labeled as an adult if it means that i can no longer act childish that is also true not but, immature yeah no but childish yeah. you know Going and swinging on the swing at the park, or yes. running around, or yes. playing, or being goofy. Why is goofy. that looked down? Why is that looked down? That makes no sense to me. I don't, yeah, I don't want to be in a position where I cannot do something just because I think it'll make me happy. And I think that a lot of adults, you know, with that stamp, suddenly life becomes um, full of limits rather than Correct. limitless. Yeah, I think uh, adults really put a lot of obstacles in their way and it, it's so funny you know i we really have the technology to automate food production to make life more simple for everybody but it just seems like adults really like the idea of making life a little bit miserable because then it's real i guess i i don't know understand why we do it to ourselves but yeah if i if, if i was support given a whole bunch of money as being an engineer, I would do my best, the best of my power to automate all the necessities that people need. Uh, like and you're food thinking about water. the people that need those jobs that need that money to support their. Right. Well, that's, that is a whole so, nother conversation. I know, but it's a whole yeah. pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but I know what you're saying. But I do love that. And now we have to find the show because it's awesome. But now, um, moving on to. Uh, actually, I did want to ask a question, and this yeah. actually goes to this. So, childish beliefs of adults and how they change over time, as well as the adults around me and how they impacted my life. So, I talked about mine. Uh, you yeah, said that when you were 14, that you were trying to become an adult, that you wanted to be an adult, that you wanted to drive your car. Um, do you regret that? Would, uh, you know? No, I mean, I think that I was in a in a particularly lucky position where... You know, I didn't live in some super crazy conservative household where I wasn't allowed to go and hang out with my friends. Um, you know, I 
I spent plenty of time on my own. Both of my parents worked, um, they worked full-time jobs. My mom spent a lot of time, you know, uh, she's a detective. She worked a lot of overtime. There would be nights where, you know, it was just me and my sisters at the house and my oldest sister would take care of us or make us a grilled cheese or do whatever. But, you know, we walked to and from school on our own. It was a couple blocks away. Uh, the same when I went to high school, if I needed to walk to and from school, I would. Um, it was nice when I got a ride because it wasn't as close as my, um, you know, my school was growing up when I was younger. But I had a lot of uh, leeway in what I could do. You know, if I wanted to sign up for sports to say after school, I could. And, you know, if someone couldn't pick me up, like I'd figure out how to get how to get home. But I had parents who who worked a lot and who were around, you know, they weren't just like leaving me to starve mm. but i was able to figure out how to do things for myself as a result right so my parents would come home at whatever you know or they'd go on vacation and stuff and we'd be expected to take care of the house clean things up cook for ourselves uh take care of the cats and i think you know i'm not i'm i'm not mad about that because i learned how to do a lot of things i remember coming to college and watching all these people around me not know how to do laundry me and, and I was like you never I mean not that I was doing all of my own laundry all 100% of the time yeah, right. but I was like you know you get the soap and you put literally just put I, your clothes I, into I, one machine put the to, soap in that yes, machine yes. and then transfer all your shit to the machine that dries it and you know I that's have, that. I do have to interrupt you. I would like to make it very clear. When I said and me, I did do that. I went and I said there was somebody at the dormitory uh, washing machine area and I said, excuse me, I don't know how to use this washing machine. And she looked at me and she was like, this person's a complete idiot. She, she laughed was like, in your face. Oh, no, just, no, but she was very nice. She was very no, nice. Me. No, it wasn't you. No. And she showed me how to do it. But she misunderstood what I was saying. The washing machines at the dorm mm -hmm. um, at university had like a card thing and I was putting the card thing um, there and it wasn't working uh, and then you would go to your washing machine but it seems like they completely just removed the card thing and you could just go and use a washing machine but I was standing there trying to figure out how to use this card but no, you didn't need the card at all. So I don't know why the card machine was there. Okay, so you're just talking about the card machine? Did well, you or did you not know how to do laundry? Yes, I did know how to do laundry. Okay, I did just... laundry at my home. So I did not okay, do well, laundry. You're making yourself look bad. Exactly, but that's why I need to really emphasize that because... But So yeah, it wasn't it was... the card thing for me. It was just these people literally didn't understand how to do laundry because their mommies or daddies had been doing it for them their entire lives yeah. and they just didn't know. And then... You know, you also have people, uh, actually a good friend of mine growing up, you have people that, um, so opposite to my situation, mm. not, not, you know, entirely like my parents were there for me. They took care of me. They gave me all the resources and everything I needed to do well in school and to, you know, play sports if I needed a new mid or something like that was all things that were, um, you know, luckily provided to me that I cherished, you know, I'm very lucky to have those things. But you also have people who, you know, like I learned how to be independent that way that my parents worked and I was at home making grilled cheeses or learning how to do X, Y, or Z. Um, but you have people who have, you know, 
not necessarily stay-at-home parents, but I think it's a lot easier to become this if you're you have stay-at-home parents. But they become something which is called um, known as a helicopter parent. <laughs> yeah, and so they hover over their children. They oh. do homework for them. They are always making sure parent. they know their entire. I mean, I had a friend. He went to college, and like. And he went to college, like, not, like, in the same town or anything as the parents. Like, he moved away and stuff. And she knew, like, she was like, oh, my God, he's really stressed this on Tuesday because it's his Chem 320 exam. And I was like, damn, like, that is specific. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, my mom knew when, if I had a bunch of midterms or when I was doing finals week. Yeah, but, but. But like down to the 8 a.m. Chem 320 exam (laughs) and he's really struggling with that class. Like it kind of blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe that, you know, he grew up this way and his life is still this way because one of one of these foundational, you know, contributors to adulthood, I think, is when you have a chance to break free from the adults in your life, you know, whoever your caretaker or whoever is not necessarily your parents or grandparents or whoever. And you look at them and you say, no, actually like I've got this. I'm doing this on my own. I remember moving out of the dorms and just like fucking or moving out of my parents' house and them like driving away. They helped me move in and we've gone to dinner and stuff. And like, it was not far. I was literally, my birthday was the following weekend. I was going to go hang out with them. It was nothing. (laughs) And I just fucking cried. And I was like, man, like this is the first time I've really felt just super alone you feel like, you know, it's just you. And now you're like, got to figure out all the shit for yourself. You know, I did know Good how luck. to do laundry and I did know <laughs> how to properly eat for myself, which a lot of people don't know because that's also been something regulated by parents or guardians or whoever. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew how to do those things, but I didn't know how to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still don't think I'm very good at being alone, but I think it's the fact that you're now like left, like your parents... Or guardians physically drive away from you, leaving you somewhere to live for the first time under a roof, you know, that isn't familiar to you in an environment that is very different from what you know, surrounded by people, you know, who, uh, lucky for me, were extremely diverse, came from very different cultures and backgrounds that I came from. And, you know, I was able to learn from that. But a lot of people who are so sheltered, that thought is terrifying and Mm -hmm. can be debilitating and making you just want to, you know, climb inward and stay inside yourself. Um, but it is a mark of becoming an adult, living on your own, being on your own, even if you're eating dorm food and you have the support system that is there for you at a university, you're still learning how to be alone. And I think that is a very, um, and the same thing, just moving out of your parents' house, just in a general people who don't go to university or college, you know, that is like a huge step away from the life you've known to move out of your parent or guardian's home and into a place that you feel isolated like this is your own you're no longer under anyone else's roof Hmm. is a very big um step toward becoming an adult or i'd rather say just growing up um coming into your own learning who you are when your parents aren't watching my parents weren't really watching i kind of became my person you know you know they weren't like studying me like this guy's parents were but i was becoming my own for a while before college yes and that helped me i think in 
just being my own person like right off the bat yeah i think you were quite fortunate in that and i find it quite funny how different our lives were especially you coming from an american brought up life and me coming from a south african and being more sheltered because of the high crime rates that's your circumstances also just the structure of the neighborhoods and how you guys are absolutely so just not being able to go out and spend time with friends or walk freely on the street you know it was it was really like oh you you shouldn't do that because it's it's dangerous you know it's dangerous it's dangerous so you should just stay indoors or you should drive in cars to your destinations you should go to public places that you know are safe beforehand so a lot of uh i think i have a little bit of anxiety when it comes to things like going out and actually doing your own thing and taking control of situations just because always sheltered you know? yeah I and i think say, it's uh to mm-hmm. interrupt you just for people listening i think it's also important to say like it's not just like you know going to the mall and doing whatever like it would be very odd for you to spend a night over at a friend's house or go just walking somewhere which i think is no i think spending spending night at a friend's house more is normal more no, like no, you yeah. didn't do it no i didn't do it because I oh it was like just it. a you thing no, no this is i thought that was just thing. like a general um, rule of thumb but right. but for example um i remember when we first got together uh, and we were in my my parents neighborhood and we had were eating somewhere. I can't even remember. And these children walked in. I don't know, like yeah, 11, 12-year-olds no, bought coffee and and sat so down weird. at the table or whatever. So weird. Oh, and so you were seriously out. disturbed. No, and I was so like, yeah, out, they're man. just kids, you know, riding their bikes around the neighborhood, yeah. going to get coffee and hanging out with their friends. But, and that yeah. was very normal for me growing up. I would ride my bike to and from wherever. I would walk to and from softball practice or games or whatever. Very normal for me to be walking yeah. in the dark. Yeah. With, yeah. Usually with friends, like we wouldn't just abandon each other, but it wouldn't be weird if I was just walking in the dark to my house. No, I'm sorry. That is definitely something that is, is frowned upon. If you are a person walking alone, especially a kid walking alone in South Africa, it's not, not a good idea. Uh, but there was one thing I wanted to add on your comment about helicopter parents. I also had a friend who had a parent who was a helicopter parent, and he actually, um, uh, well, sorry, they they went to university, and like, I think they lasted maybe one semester before they dropped out, um, because they just couldn't handle it. That parent was always there guiding yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. And they just, they didn't know how to look after themselves, which is insane. So I also would say that a definition of an adult or becoming a better human is having the freedom to do what you want, but also being responsible. Yeah, being taking, yeah. knowing how to take care of yourself. Exactly. Uh, but I want to wrap it up because um, we are running out of time. So how about we wrap it up with two final uh topic points which i like uh the worst things about being an adult versus the best things about being an adult so just let's talk for some things Um, that you would say are the worst things about being an adult yeah um i think one of the biggest things was um especially so my second year of school so my first two years being at university i stayed in the dorms Mm where my dorms were literally physically connected to the cafeteria. So, you know, from, I don't know, 8 a.m. until 8 p.m., I could walk there and get food that was already created for me. 
And when you are a student, um, you know, studying at, at all hours, you know, procrastinating on paper, staying up all night, and then being able to walk somewhere and just food is sitting there waiting for you, you know, don't underestimate that. Really. No, just do don't not. take it for granted. Do because... not. I mean, the food, is, the food is probably really bad. Oh, I mean, you know, not it's it not great, granted. but it's pre-made just for you. Yeah. I mean, not for you specifically, for but for the students. Um, and my third year when I had gotten my first apartment mm. uh, and I was living with a roommate, you know, I just, I, I mean, you really don't, you never underestimate the amount of time. I mean... I was lucky. I think I had classes like a little bit later in the morning. So I always could make myself breakfast. But now you're on campus and, you know, you got to wait until all your classes are over because you can't go to the calf now because right. you don't have it connected to your dorm Correct. stuff. So you're waiting until you could go home and you just want to sit there and like, you know, go through the buffet and grab your shit and then sit down and keep studying and, you know, don't lose your momentum. Don't take too long of a break, but also, you know, you got to go to study and do whatever. And now you have to make yourself a whole, a whole yeah, meal. You have to cook up. yourself a whole meal. And then you're like, okay, am I going to cook a really small, quick meal for myself? Or am I going to cook something that lasts, you know, X amount of days so that I could just reheat it and it could just be leftovers. And, you know, now you just have all of these things that are confounding you and you're just trying <laughs> to get to the point where you can just eat something and move on. And, you know, I, I love cooking. Um, now, you know, I've learned how to cook in a way that I like. I cook what I like to eat. I know how to, how to portion things and how to make sure I'm going to have enough food for leftovers for the next few days. But, you know, it, when someone else cooks for you, you know, when that food is already sitting there somehow, it is a joy and a privilege, you know, when your parents invite you home mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and your mom's like, yeah, I made Polish sausage and you're oh. like, sign me up, Michelle. Yes, please. You know, um, but so there's these things Mine's a like, salad, by the way. you really, um, you really underestimate like uh, coming home from school when you're younger and like your mom has already uh, somehow made you food, even though she's also worked all day. Yeah you know, um, or your dad or your caretaker or whoever. So just like food at your disposal, someone else, um, taking care of you when you don't feel good. Oh. Um, and that's really, really lucky to have, you that know, is, yeah. when you have a partner, it's, it's nice. You do have someone out there looking after you or, or a roommate who you're very close to making sure, you know, Hey, can I make you tea or Hey, you look like shit. Maybe you shouldn't go to work. And they're the ones to convince you not to go to work. You know, you don't have a parent, Staying up all night with you, checking your temperature, reminding you to go to the doctor, okay. um, making sure you, you feel okay, you feel better. So I think learning to be, learning to be without that, like, you know, your parents still will hopefully always look after you and stuff, but learning to like steer away and just, Hey, you know, I can't just, but you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I got a splinter, uh, over the summer when I was oh, cleaning my, my, my deck and I was alone here at the apartment. And I actually, um, and mind you, like my dad is, is medically like, this is something he would do when I was a child, but also he was medically certified to do certain things. And I got this horrible, horrible splinter under my nail and it was like, no, it's terrible. Long story short, I, I did have to go to like emergency care to get this removed. So it wasn't like a joke. Like when I yeah, went there, the was dude was bad. like, how long has this been in your finger? This is ridiculous. This looks painful as fuck. And had to like cut my fingernail in half just to get it out. Yeah. Terrible. And I had to put oh, like terrible. anesthetic in my finger. Terrible. But like I, I can still rely on my parents for like really stupid things like that. And I think they'll always be there to take care of me. 
that's right? Nice. Yeah, but that's nice. but you gotta learn how to do the things on your own when you have to. Yeah. If my car, you know, if I if my tire gets messed up and I'm driving and I have to, you know, change my tire, can I do that alone? Can I rely on myself to be sufficient in emergencies and crises? Some people cannot. Um, you know, I think that's that's the mark of, of really growing up, being able to rely on yourself like that. Yeah. Um, so you really shouldn't take for granted the times when you get to be a child. You get to be taken care of and nurtured and worried about and looked after. They're very valuable. Yeah. I would say on my side, the worst thing about being an adult is definitely... Just being expected to know everything about anything. Oh, but I, I think that's a you problem. No, no. I think, you know, like people come up to you. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy with how it turned out. You know, when you when you talk to someone and they know that you don't know something. The oh, majority okay, of people, okay. the yeah. majority of people are very friendly. They are willing to help you out. They are willing to be like... Oh, this is the information you need to get it done. Okay, so you're not saying, like, as an adult, we're expected to know everything about everything. You are saying no. maybe when you're in a work environment, people think you know everything about a subject. Right. But really, you just started working there, so why should you know? Well, I'm, I'm talking more about, like, for, let's say, for example, um, going to the DMV, right? Mm-hmm. It's your first time. You don't really know how it's going, but you are legally an adult, right? So let's say you're now 23 or something. You go to the DMV or um, you go to like the passport control or something. You don't know how these things work. You're not, you know, you don't work there. You don't really go there all the time. So you can meet a person and they are like, oh, do you have this information? And you go, I didn't know how to bring that information. And they can be an absolute... Okay, they could be one of two things. Yeah. yeah. They could be a really nice person who understands that you don't know everything in the world. Or um, a person who just absolutely wants to destroy you because you don't... you know. Or they just don't think it's their job to have to inform oh, everyone. Yeah. Oh, through. yeah. But there's definitely really entitled okay, people I, I, that... I, I, I see what you're saying. So you're... You're saying, you know, that people just assume that because you're there you also know what is going on and exactly how it's going on right um but that or, is not the case or they're at anticipating all. that you've come here and you know everything you have to do and they're annoyed when you don't know and they're not willing to take you know 2 minutes of their day to explain the process or how things are going on right. I, I know what you're saying or right. they just assume uh you know you don't you don't want to know yeah but i definitely think that's um You know. Well. It is. The final. Oh, part, the Final thing. Yeah. Best things about being an adult. I would say. Uh, being able to. Essentially do whatever you want to. Ooh, stay up all night and party. Except you don't because. You have to you wake up and go, go to the work in the morning. You wake up and go to work. I, no, I would definitely say. Uh, financial freedom. And honestly, just being able to do what you want to, you know, you're, you're not constrained. I think you had that earlier than I did. So maybe yeah, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't totally constrained, but also just, I think like, um, and that's weird, but like kind of owning who you are. Yeah. I kind of grew up in, um, in a place where I didn't really believe a lot of stuff that the people around me believed. And I'm not going to say, you know. 
yeah, specifics, yeah, but you know, certain certain values and stuff that I, I didn't necessarily racist or prejudice or Yeah, certain things that I didn't agree with, but I was too young to do anything about. Like it felt really cool when I voted for the first time because I was like, fuck everyone here. Can I say that? <laughs> Okay, maybe like, been you guys like, suck. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I, I really tried not to. Um, <laughs> but so where I could say, hey, you know, I'm my own person. I have my own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think that you suck. So now I get to vote and I get to do this. Or now, you know, I'm on my own and I can stand up to you because I'm not, you know, like when you don't agree with something your parents say. And now you're not living under their roof anymore. So they can't be like... You do as I say because you live with me, I pal. I always disliked that. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't really how I felt, but no, I felt I, guilty I felt to like voice that. something that was very contradictory. Yes. If I knew that it was something that, like, my parents, like, for instance, my dad goes to church. I didn't, I wasn't like, hey, I don't think there's God, you know, yeah. walking around the house. Like, I went to mass with that guy. We were pals, you know, I was fine to go. Um, now it makes me a little uncomfortable. I have not gone, but... Um, you know, I wasn't like, fuck you, dad. I don't believe there is a God. I was more kind of like, I'm going to slowly just stop being a part of this. And, you know, please don't ask me any questions because I don't want to hurt your feelings telling you, I don't believe what you believe or take it as seriously as you take it. Mm -hmm. Not that he's some devout dude, but you know, it's, it's harder to stand up for yourself when you're still under like other people. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's a big thing. I also think like just doing, okay, lastly, just doing something cause you want to do it. Like sometimes like you come home from work and we look at each other and we're like burgers and then we yeah, go and like, fucking get burgers or do best. whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of freedom to just have like a whim to want to go do something and then to be able to go do it. But that also comes with the the financial responsibility. aspects of well, it. financial responsibility. But yeah, hey, I want to go to Hawaii. Okay, let's fucking go to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. well, you know, plane you tickets it? and figuring yeah. things out. And we're definitely dealing with that right now, you know, figuring out how to how to travel other places. But we have, you know, the freedom to do so. So, you know. Might as well do it. Yeah. Why not? It's, 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 it's all about that. It's all about that, um, that living and learning. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. That's it. But okay. I don't have anything else to say. Thank you, Loose Leaves. I hope you enjoyed this podcast with us. Our first podcast ever recorded. And uh, can you hear? Are you in the background? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful day. And thanks for listening. Catch you later. Catch you later. Oh, yeah. That's what you're going to say. I wrote something more intelligent. Come on. Hey. That was rude. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, man, we should have talked about.